The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. You can stop by uh, anytime you're in the Chicagoland area or if if you're ever in the Chicagoland area and worship with us. Our Sunday services are uh, or begin at 10.30 a.m. and end at 12 noon. So we get you right in and right out and you can get some good music, a powerful lesson and great fellowship. Go to our website at www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org to find out more about Christ Universal Temple and the things we're doing in our community and abroad. Today, we are continuing the series, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, which is based upon the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. I have requested that everyone who is following along with this series purchase the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God. I'm teaching it chapter by chapter. I want to make sure that people really get an understanding of what this book means. The book is based upon Charles Fillmore's uh uh, theory or hypothesis or theology that every human being has within them 12 gifts or faculties of mind or and and or spirit that when when fully understood and utilized allows us to fully express our true spiritual nature these gifts like faith and strength and love and and judgment and zeal and etc cetera, etc cetera, are faculties that can function at many levels so what we're trying to do is make sure that we are utilizing these faculties from higher levels of consciousness therefore expressing the absolute good that is our birthright into our lives all right so today we're going to be talking about imagination imagination and this faculty is so important because so many things are are uh, centered around the imagination you know if you look up any basic self-help book there they're normally some type of teaching on visualization or image book treasure map vision board you know they go by different terms uh you know we have uh people who use um 
different mystical traditions like uh, Michael Beckwith's modern version of that would be visioning, you know, allowing God to, to use the imagination to give you the dream, et cetera, et cetera. So, so many things wrap around what we call imagination. I do want to give you a quick definition before we get into the book of what Charles Fillmore wrote about imagination in the revealing word. He says that it is the faculty of mind that images and forms the power to shape and form thought. Now, this is key. The faculty of mind that images and forms, not just images, the power to shape and form thought. Now, what is thought? Thought is mental vibrational impulse. So imagination is the faculty in your mind that 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 has or creates the images or receives the image from God and shapes and forms it into a definite mental image or equivalent. He goes he goes on and says, with our imagination, we lay hold of ideas and clothe them with substance. So the substance of God, God's perfect idea of perfect form or God's, you know, mind essence or the the divine energy, as William Walsh likes to call it, is shaped and formed around the ideas you have in your mind, according to Fillmore. He goes on to say, under the definition of image, that everything that is manifested was first a mental picture. And was brought into expression by the forming power of the imagination. I'm going to read that again. Everything that is manifested and was first a mental picture was first a mental picture and was brought into expression by the forming power of the imagination. So if we see it in expression, somebody imaged it first, the chair that you might be sitting in. Uh, whatever device that you're using to watch, I mean, to listen to this show, et cetera, et cetera, was first an image in somebody's mind. We are, or people, and not necessarily our physicality, but I'm talking about us as spiritual beings, are made in the image and likeness of God. So we are the image or what God formed and shaped out of God's, and I'm going to use the term not thinking, ideation. Ideation is the is the is how ideas are produced. So the, one of the things that some old school metaphysicians or metaphysical teachers taught was that God ideates, man thinks. I'm not going to drill down into that right now. But the point that I'm trying to make out of that is that you and I are ideas in the mind of God, God's image. So, moving on. He goes on to say, Mr. Fillmore, man accumulates a mass of ideas about substance and life, and with his imagination, he molds them into shape. So, this unformed mind essence that we call substance, and this idea of animation and activity that we call life is shaped by what we think because we think in images. So as we're imaging, we're molding and shaping. As we're imaging, we're directing life. One of the best books on working with the imagination for health is Catherine Ponder's book, the healing secret of the ages because she talks specifically about this faculty of imagination. She also has a great chapter on health in dynamic laws of healing, talking about using the faculty of the imagination to heal the body. If you want to study the use of the imagination for health, get those two books. She also has a chapter on using the imagination for prosperity. In the book, Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, if you want to learn how to use the faculty of imagination to produce prosperity in your life, make sure you get the book, Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, so you can learn how to drill down. Because what I'm doing with this uh, show, 
teaching these different faculties is giving you a a baseline just so you can stand on a, a foundation. But now you have to use the foundation and really work it yourself. As Reverend Coleman used to say, it works if you work it. So we want to make sure that as much as we possibly can, we start to, uh, you know, peel the onion so we can get to the core. Now, Mr. Fillmore goes on to say, each one of us must not only see the image of our desires as a theory, but we must also form it into a living, breathing thing through every motive and act. That is so key. Each one of us might see, see if you have the image in your mind as a theory, but you don't really believe that it's possible for you, then it's wishful thinking and daydreaming. You can be a really creative daydreamer and not necessarily have any level of prosperity in your life, any health, peace, or whatever. And I don't mean that your life is bad or wrong or uh, uh, anything like that. What I mean by that is it's difficult to, to, to live a life of your dreams when you don't believe it's possible. So to see it and not believe it is not enough. That's key. You know, so we have to make sure that we what we see in mind, this is why those these faculties have to work together. What we see in mind has to be brought into manifestation through our faith and through our strength and through our uh, through the faculty of judgment, making good choices. Those things matter. All right. Now. Let's get to. The book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, and I'm on page 46 of my book, and this is, again, the 2000, excuse me, uh, I'm reading from the 1993 paperback version now, but anyway, it says, imagination is the eye of the consciousness. I'm reading from the preview. It goes on to say, imagination gives shape, form, and color to unformed mental energy. Imagination is the projector of your potentials. Imagination releases overloaded mental and emotional energy. Imagination is vision beyond appearances. Now, let's draw down on that. So through the course of this show, I'm going to be talking about mainly these five points. He says on page 46, the source of all is pure spiritual energy. Some call it God. Some call it divine mind. Whatever you call it, you know that it is invisible and that it takes faith to draw from this invisible source to make it visible and useful to you. But there's another gift from God other than faith that is a wonderful spiritual tool in determining what the various potentials are that you should be drawing upon. Imagination is the eye. Of your consciousness. Now I'm going to just stop right there for a moment because some of the, um, you know, African and Eastern, Near Eastern and Eastern traditions, one of the uh, ways this is taught is they would call it the, the, the third eye because of the imagination faculty, according to Charles Fillmore's um, theology hypothesis, is between the eyes around the pituitary gland he believed that you know this was your ability to see and vision and image was right there between the eyes and in a lot of mystical traditions they talk about opening this faculty of mind in particular so you can see and be taught and understand or comprehend things beyond your ability to know them factually it opens you up to higher spiritual awareness but anyway moving on so i I just want to connect the dots so many of you have heard terminology like this but we haven't but maybe you haven't connected it to this concept yet anyway it says again imagination is the eye of your consciousness it is your ability to perceive the limitless possibilities of your good Now, this is key because 
faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. But imagination also perceives. This is key. It perceives the limitless possibilities of your good. So and Catherine Pondus explains this very well in the healing secret of the ages. Some of these faculties she called conscious mind faculties like uh, faith, imagination, will, understanding, power, zeal. You you express these more consciously. And some of the faculty, the other six, like the uh, wisdom and the love and the order and the renunciation and the life. And there's, there's one I'm missing somewhere. Uh, order. I think I said that. But anyway, they function more subconsciously through your feeling nature. So so many of these faculties allow that function out of the conscious mind allow you to perceive. Like understanding allows you to perceive or know beyond the facts. As I, I think I stated when we, we, I taught the judgment faculty, the difference between judgment or wisdom and understanding is wisdom knows Understanding knows why. All right. Neither one is better than the other. They're supposed to work together. As scripture says, what all uh, wisdom is the principal thing, and with all thy getting, get understanding. They're supposed to work together. But anyway, moving right along. He goes on to say, it is that point of your consciousness where you can see and picture your desire. Even though that which you desire is still invisible, you can see it with your mind's eye. When you combine the use of faith with imagination, you see and know. That's key. When you combine the use of faith with imagination, you see and know. They're supposed to work together. That's why Charles Fillmore wrote that definition for faith. Faith is the perceiving power of the mind. Ah, Linked, that means connected, with the power or the ability to shape Substance. What is the ability to, to shape substance? Imagination. So faith is connected with the ability to shape it. So what you see, you can shape. That's key. That's very key. And one of the ways to demonstrate your good when you get when you gain mastery over your mind. So it's not imaging all type of stuff that you don't want. That's key. Now, let me just remind you just quickly that this show, along with all of the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So donate button on the website. Please click on it and support this show on Unity Online Radio. If you're listening to this show via podcast, whether that's through Stitcher or iTunes or some other method. I strongly suggest that you support this Unity Online Radio ministry. Again, there are places where this type of message isn't available. And your free will offerings help support the process of taking care of the behind the scenes. It takes money to take care of websites and download and create podcasts. There's staff while I'm talking right now, I'm looking at at a couple of guys that are behind the scenes taking care of the business. So you can get the message. So I strongly suggest that you click the donate button, or if you're listening to this podcast uh, on your phone or your tablet or a later date, go to um, Unity Online Radio's website, unity.fm, and click on the donate button and support it. We're going to take our first break, and we will be right back with Truth Transforms.
Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Imagine the powerful, poignant poetry of Unity Poet Laureate James Dillett Freeman. Beautifully put to music by award-winning songwriter Kathy DeWitt. It's here, The Traveler, new music to the words of James Dillett Freeman, a remarkable collaboration across space and time. Sometimes from I know not what strange strand Then I am as in a dream A dream I never remember Yet somehow I understand Visit thetraveler.us to get the CD, songbook, and free downloads. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching the series, How to Use the Twelve Gifts from God, and I'm teaching the gift of imagination. I am now on the bottom of page 46. He states, imagination also gives shape, form, and color to unformed mental energy. As you perceive that which you need, you actually give it form. You have the ability to shape, form, and rearrange divine energy until the perfect, it is the perfect answer to your need. So, this is key. Your imagination gives shape, form, and color. So, in other words, you, you make a mental picture. Reverend Coleman used to say you have a camera in your mind. And it's always taking pictures. And and she would say, what type of pictures are you taking with your mind? This is her way of saying that, you know, when you even when you see things outwardly, your mind is capturing those images and it's affecting your consciousness. This is one of the reasons why when you when when you see things of happiness and, and peace and harmony and prosperity and beauty, it can affect your your consciousness, but at the same time, if you grow up and you're seeing, you know, you know, poverty and 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 in harmony and lack and sickness, that can impress your mind too, because the images that are in your in your mind affect your physiology. It affects what you think is possible for you. You know, sometimes a person's Imagery is what keeps them from getting ahead because how they perceive life is based upon what they viewed and was so conditioned to seeing that when opportunities like peace and love, job, education, money, or or just getting out of a particular bad situation doesn't even occur to them because of the images that are going on in their heads. It doesn't make a difference what's actually happening around them factually, you know. You know, it, it, if the image that or the the pattern that is running in the mind is saying one thing, they're believing that. And when you mix it with the next sentence that he said, it really brings it home. He, sa- he says, 
your emotions affect its coloring. And as you change your feelings about your need, you alter its coloring. So, so once we have the image, we still need the feeling, the, we need some emotion behind it to give it the coloring, and I'm using that in quotation marks, to, to bring it into expression. In other words, to have an image in mind with no feeling, with no sense of being connected to it, with no realization, really doesn't bring it into manifestation. Reverend Ike used to say it simply this way. Feeling gets the blessing. Feeling gets the blessing. And he used to teach that because, or at least in my opinion, because people would say, well, I see these, this good. Um, you know, I, you know, I see health. I see money. I see you know, uh, you know, a spouse or whatever people were praying about, but they really didn't believe it. They didn't really feel as though they were one with that which they were imaging. So your emotions affect what you see in your mind. Do you believe it? All right. He goes on to say, uh, if you exercise strength, you stick with this idea, meaning whatever the idea is, until it becomes firmly established in your conscience. And so say, for instance, you have an idea and you need it to be firm. You have to use your strength. If you exercise faith or whatever, then you're bringing, you're saying yes to it and bringing it from the invisible to the visible. But you first have to give it shape and form. So in other words, what are you giving shape and form to? That's why you need your imagination. You have to have faith, but faith in what are you seeing in faith? Next page, page 48, states it this way. As a matter of clarification, spiritual energy and mental energy are one and the same. These terms are interchangeable, but to avoid confusion, it is necessary for you to know that divine mind Spirit, thought, substance, father, spiritual energy, mental energy, and God all refer to the source of all that is. So we use all these terms because it helps us get a grasp on what we call God and what we call life. You know, it's, a, it's like Neil Donald Walsh wrote one time, a beautiful statement where he said, and this is a paraphrase, that there's some people who don't believe in God, but the terms life and God are interchangeable. People who don't believe in God still believe in life. So the person who says, I don't believe in God, or I doubt the existence of God, never say, I don't believe in life, and I doubt the existence of life. Because they see, because they we don't connect life as being God and God as being life. So we try to separate the creator from the creation. But the creator is expressed through the creation. So we use all these terms, but don't get caught up in the terminology. Get back to the principle. There's only one thing any new thought teacher can teach you. Or anybody that's teaching fundamental spiritual principle, regardless of the term that is taught under, this is it. There's only one presence and one power in the universe, God, the good, omnipotent, the everywhere present spirit of absolute good. Again, I'll repeat that. There's only one presence and one power in the universe. God, the good, omnipotent, the everywhere present spirit of absolute good. That is the truth as we believe it and understand it. Now, you can't get up on a platform or pulpit or seminars or classes, and that's the only thing you say. You can't have a unity online radio if that's the only thing you're going to repeat during every show. You can't have all these books and CDs and downloads, and that's the only thing you ever say. 
everything we do explains that statement. Everything I've ever taught as a new thought minister and teacher has been to explain that statement. There is only one presence and one power in the universe. God, the good, omnipotent, the everywhere present spirit of absolute good. That's it. That's the whole show. All of these religions, all of these philosophies, all of these teachings are all spokes on a wheel trying to come back to the center of there's only one presence and one power. Now, moving along, page 48. He says, now let us consider the imagination as a projector. Assuming that in your assuming that in your mind you have formed a definite, clear thought as to what you, your need is, your imagination will project it into your life experience. So not only is it a camera, it's a projector. Now, for those who are familiar with the PowerPoint, a PowerPoint projector, you have the screen, and the projector takes the, what's on your, you know, tablet or your laptop, and you. You know, that's on the PowerPoint and it projects it onto the screen. Now, the screen can only show what's been put on the PowerPoint presentation. And that is determined by the user. The our life reflects what is being projected upon it through the imagination by the user. Reverend Coleman used to say it this way when she was active in ministry. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. Because that was, she understood and understands how the mind projects and creates and forms its own experience. He goes on to say the screen of life is the third dimension. You as a human being perceive through your five senses in the third dimension for you to see and comprehend. And he goes in and what it means to be a human being. I'm not going to read all of that. He says, so if there is a, an object which is still in the invisible, you can imagine what it would be like even before it manifests in the third dimension. In other words, just because the thing doesn't physically exist does not mean it's not real to you in your mind. But we're given these faculties to get it from just being an image in your mind to actually being a experience in your life. All right. He goes on to say on page 49, There's another wonderful function of your imagination that, if properly understood, can serve as a great benefit to your spiritual development. Imagination can serve to release overloaded mental and emotional energy. Sometimes too much information or emotion is poured into your consciousness before you are equipped to handle it. For instance, if you had a near auto accident, your imagination might sort out all sorts of sordid scenes, even though nothing actually happened. The event might produce more emotional input than your consciousness can handle. Therefore, you might find yourself in the midst of all sorts of wild imaginings. If you are aware of what is taking place, you can release these imaginings, recognizing them for what they are. Unfortunately, some people scare themselves to death, involving themselves into the process of fantasizing or worrying that these are signs to come. It is merely the expending of it excess emotional energy through imagination rightly understood it is a safety valve that prevents you from going off balance wrongly understood these images can be held through fear and projected into the third dimension so when you feel overwhelmed the time the mind just starts going crazy because you start to feel stressed and pressured and all of a sudden these all type of wild and crazy thoughts images and things start going through your head all type of crazy scenarios All you have to do is peace be still. None of this is true. You remind yourself of the truth. There's only one presence and one power. And you lovingly release them. 
You don't have to fight with it. Oh, my God, this is prophecy. This is about to happen or whatever. No, don't get lost in your own mind. One of the things is when the mind starts to get stressed, it literally will start doing all type of silly stuff. You know, uh, one of the uh, leadership experts, Sam Chan, to paraphrase him, he says, you're only effective up to your uh, to your stress level. In other words, when you meet your breaking point to where you start to stress, your effectiveness starts to drop. See, when when the pressure starts to build and you really start to feel it, your effectiveness goes down because your ability to think is now affected by the images and the emotions connected to those images. So you're only as effective as your ability to handle what you're dealing with. Some people can deal with a whole bunch of stuff and it never bothers them at all. They can deal with, you know, president type things. In other words, heads of state. Some people can't deal with just the things that are going on in their individual lives. Lord knows somebody else's. There are times, you know, when people are responsible at their jobs for other people. And we have to be mindful that to do that, they have to be able to image the preferred outcome. They have to have intent. They have to have plans. They have to be able to see it clearly and then execute the ideas in mind. To execute it, you have to have an image of what it's supposed to look like. So leading and managing isn't necessarily something that is always easy for people to do. There are people who criticize people who do that. You know, you know, you know, the manager, this, the leader, that, etc. Without realizing that they might not have the capacity to handle it. It's easy to say what somebody will do or, or should do when you're not in the seat. When you're not being held accountable, when you don't have any skin in the game, that's key. You have to make sure that you understand that part of imagery is it allows you to see the preferred outcome. And I had no intention of teaching this as a leadership thing, but I'm going to run with it for a minute because I think this is really important. If you're a leader, One of the things that's important for you to do is the image that you have in your mind, you have to you have to through your words and sometimes things that will help your words like PowerPoint displays, books, manuals or whatever you use to support your words. You have to use your words to convey an image that other people can buy into. In other words, can people see for themselves your vision now this is easy how can you tell if a person can see your vision because they can tell you what they see what is this organization about what do we you know in other words if the people who are supposed to execute your vision can't explain the vision to you or anyone else, they don't comprehend and understand your vision. This is a clear, see, because just because it's in your mind does not mean that it'll be done properly without understanding that part of your responsibility as a leader is to make sure that people see it for themselves. You'll even hear a person, you've ever talked to a person and you're trying to explain it and they say, I, I, I just can't see it. That means that either your words haven't done a great job in communicating to them in a way that they can understand. Or they might not be in a space of growth where they can see it. Either way. When you're the leader, that's more work for you. And I'm not going to tell you how you should handle that. That's why you have the Christ truth within you. Now, I do want to, um, before we go on our last break, I do want to cover a couple of quick things. One, I do have a Facebook page. 
uh, Reverend, excuse me, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. You uh, can contact me through that Facebook page, inbox me. A lot of people contact me directly through my Facebook page. If you have questions or concerns or, you know, or you just, you know, I don't know. I have people ask me questions mainly through the inbox. I also post positive things, et cetera, et cetera, besides just episodes of the show. So make sure you go on, like it, share it with others so we can help get this positive message out to the world. Also, the Universal Foundation for Better Living, which is the umbrella organization um, of uh, independent New Thought churches that were founded by that was founded by Reverend Coleman, has its annual conference, the Panorama of Truth, in Chicago from July 23rd to the 27th. You can go to ufbl.org, ufbl.org for more information. And in case you're wondering, uh, yes, I'll be one of the speakers, but we have some heavy hitter people that are supposed to be coming to this thing. And I'm not saying I'm not a heavy hitter. What I mean by that is pretty famous people. Anyway, we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. You have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on page 50 of How to Use the 12 Gifts from God, and it states that your imagination is vision beyond appearances. There's something in you that knows that your possibilities are not limited to what appears before you now. It even knows that your concepts are not the extent of what you understand. It is the Christ in you communicating to you through your imagination. Your imagination is another avenue other than intuition through which God communicates to you. Now, this is really, really key. And this is the difference between visualization and visioning. Visualization is using your imagination to consciously create images that you desire. That's why people use the vision boards and or treasure maps or or image books. That, you know, cutting out the pictures, cutting and pasting, or making PowerPoints with the imagery of what you want and desire in your life, etc. Or using the techniques of going in the mind and visualizing the perfect vacation, a home, a car, or health, or whatever. 
That's visualization, which is a very powerful tool. Visioning is when you open the imagination for the for spirit to give you the vision. To to show you the goal, the dream. And I can't explain that beyond that it works. Now, there, if you look up visioning, you Google it, I'm sure you're going to find a bunch of people. The term visioning was kind of popularized, as I stated earlier, by Michael Beckwith, who didn't create it. He gave it a name and a structure of how he teaches it. But but it's been taught throughout the years, biblically, through things like Jacob's Ladder or Peter um, when he was go- going to visit Cornelius and he had the image of, of, of what, what I've called clean, don't call unclean. These are, these are visions and dreams in the Bible all through it. Ezekiel, uh, Daniel, these are visions that they didn't create. The images came through them. Now they had to comprehend them. Even the book of Revelation, which people try to, oh my God, you know, they try to make it this, um, you know, end of the modern era book, but it's actually a series of dreams that are highly symbolic. And if you understand Hebrew symbology, you'll see that the book ties into a lot of older books, especially the book of Ezekiel. It's a lot of hidden imagery from the Hebrew prophets. Therefore, when you understand the imagination, you can understand the book of Revelation. Because because we think in pictures, the mind will use symbols to teach lessons. This is why in ancient narratives, stories like Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, you know, in Tower of Babel were used to explain and teach things because they were being taught in imagery through narrative, not necessarily do this and don't do that. Because that's not only how it comes to the mind. So, so the mind was teaching a, the mind was teaching a lesson, you know, you know, books like, you know, that books that tell, you know, quote unquote fairy tales through the imagery you got to remember the fairy tales that people see as movies now, the Snow White and all of those used to be books. People had to imagine what Snow White looked, you know, and and these different tales, uh, tales were about three little pigs and things of that nature. You had to imagine these things. Now, people, this is why when when fans, this explains why fans get mad at times when their uh, favorite book. Is turned into a movie, and the imagery isn't like what they thought it should be. In other words, that's not how I would have imagined, um, you know, uh, what's a popular book or movie like. That's not how Captain America would talk in the Avengers or the Captain America movie or the Twilight movies. They didn't think that's how the vampire would have looked, et cetera, et cetera. People get upset. Right now, People are um, on the Internet upset because Ben Affleck was picked to be Batman in the next Superman Batman movie. Because in their mind, they don't see Ben Affleck as Batman. Well, they didn't see Christian Bale as Batman either. And in my opinion, he was an excellent Batman in those movies. But I'm just using this to explain what people have in their minds. That's not how I view it. That's not how I see it. What ends up getting caught up is. They're really getting caught up in their own images and the emotions that are attached to them. So to double back, God, spirit, or the Christ in you can use or uses, not can, uses the imagination and intuition as primary ways of communication. This is key. Primary, what I see because something uh, you know, when you see a vision and it's clear in your mind, you can follow it. The intuition comes more of a, as an inner knowing. So, so through the conscious faculties, that faculty of imagination works as your ability to 
to to see the intuition works more through the, the subconscious feeling nature through the judgment faculty or wisdom faculty as an inner knowing. So even consciously and subconsciously, God can lead you. You might not see it, but you feel it or you might not feel it, but you can see it. This matters a lot. So what I'm asking you to consider is finding ways where you can have meditation time, where you can allow God to show you the vision. This is key. That will allow God to show you the vision the dream, the goal, how to handle it, who to talk to, when to talk to them, who to call, what to do. There's an intelligence within you that knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And one of the ways it communicates that to you and to me is through our imagination. All right. He says it this way. You receive the communication as a vision, a dream, or a revelation. New ways, new insights and clues to your subconscious are revealed to you in symbols through your imagination. The significance of these symbols is revealed as you meet life's challenges and opportunities. As they are unclothed, you receive directions and experience release at the same time. Your communication from God helped to make sense out of a world of limited Appearances. All right. Now, the last point I'll make about imagination is this. Whether you're using it for visualization or visioning, take the time to make sure you use it. And because it'll teach you. Almost all what we consider the great spiritual teachers were taught through their imagination. And because they saw things that other people didn't see, you know, you know, the, in the road to Damascus, Paul saw an image of Jesus and heard it. And when nobody else saw or heard it, when, and, and, and it, it, the, the gospels, aren't consistent with this, but in one of the gospels, it says that when Jesus was baptized, the heavens opened and the Holy spirit descended like a dove and a voice came forth that nobody else could see or hear. Then in some accounts, everybody heard it, but the original account believe was nobody saw or heard it. What that was saying was that was in the imagination. In the imagination. And and just say, oh, that's just my imagination. We blow things off as if things in the mind are real. And we're saying the things of the mind are are the real thing in the sense of that. If when it's in mind, then it shows up in expression, not the other way around. So don't blow it. Oh, that's just my imagination. No, that's your ability to form and shape mental energy. Therefore. Always be consistent with it. Know that you are to use your imagination in a way that works. Now, one of the ways that, and I mentioned this in the first episode of this series, make sure you get the other 12 power books, books like Your God-Given Potential by Winifred Wilkinson Hausman, the 12 powers that has 12 powers of man by Charles Fillmore and Christ enthroned in man by Cord Dedrick Fillmore inside the same book, but read that book last. Absolutely last. Make sure you get Healing Secret of the Ages by Catherine Ponder. Make sure you get 12 Power Meditation Exercise by Charles Roth to help support this book. Those are the books I recommend. Now there, I'm sure there are other books. Those are the books I recommend. The only other thing I recommend on the, as far as the 12 Powers are concerned is um, Reverend Coleman had uh, has a DVD series you can get to the at this uh, from Christ Universal Temple on our website or in our bookstore on the Twelve Powers called the Twelve Powers. Reverend Johnny Coleman and Reverend Ike 
put out a the disciple series where he does the 12 powers and it's excellent so reverend coleman's material is excellent and you can see her this is something she did in the mid 80s so anyway we're done for today god bless you i love you all make sure you read the next chapter on understanding and i'll be with you next week with truth transforms Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. 
Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 